everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Beefmaster Banner. We are talking about marketing and selling your cattle tonight, but what we want to do first is let you know that we're on Spotify, and now we are on Apple Podcast, so you can listen to us either place. Um, and we also want to go into the rump fat answer from last episode that we didn't really know, um, but I'm going to let my other host, Jared, Come on in, Jared. Uh, yeah, we uh, we kind of talked last week uh, when we were talking about carcass ultrasounding and and uh, all the that goes into that. And one thing we talked about was the rump fat. Not really understanding, uh, we understood that it needed to be more than the rib fat, but we wasn't really sure why. And uh, we've had some folks reach out to us and and uh, let us know what what. Thought on <clears throat> thought on that is and uh, uh, rump fat is is measured uh, for the from a maternal standpoint uh, for to increase uh, you're looking for that to increase the fleshing ability after calving so uh, that's kind of what that's for so and even do a little more research on that uh, you're kind of looking for a number maybe close to double the rib fat or or a little less so uh so that's what we we come up with and, and that makes a lot of sense uh especially with the maternal breed we got uh, that's something we definitely need to be taking into account yeah it always goes back to those females and that's what that's what we want um let's uh let's run over these sale results from uh the international beef master sebasta sale um so there was 50 lots, 50 live lots sold. Um, these are all unofficial results, but what we come up with was totaled 196400 averaged $3,958. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it looked like the highest seller in there was $9,750. I think that was lot 15. That was a Sugar Bridges sign. You're always saying Sugar Bridges brings project bringing top dollar yeah yeah they're always doing something good seems like um seems like everything seems like a lot of things we have go back to sugar britches so that's that's pretty awesome and congratulations to dominguez 2d beef masters um they uh sure brought looks like they brought a good one oh yeah and i'm looking forward to i didn't get to watch the sale but it looked like they had a really good lineup there. And looking forward uh, into the future there, I, I was actually scanning through some of the Houston sales coming up, and there's a lot of good cattle as far as pedigree and data-wise and those sales too. So anxious to start seeing some, some pictures and videos of what they've got coming up for sale in the next few weeks at that sale. And that's always a fun one to watch for me. I, always, I never go, but... I always watch it online, and it seems to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – we've been several times in years past, and the fraternity is always fun and very competitive. And and uh, I think they've got a, got a good lineup for this year for sure. Um, some other sales that are coming up this month, uh, I think tomorrow, uh, the 16th, the San Antonio Albright sale. I've seen it advertised on BBU. And then February 19th is the Beefmaster Border Classic. Uh, so there's a couple sales still left this month. Looks like when we get into March, we're going to be busy keeping up with some sale results, Jared. 
Yeah, it's uh, getting to be the busy time of year, and it's always a, a fun time. I was looking through the – actually, I think I looked through the video of the border – is it the Border Classic? That's yes. coming this weekend, and they had some good animals in there and, and uh, noticed some, some pedigrees in there. That's definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm uh try to watch it if I can, so to see what happens there. Um, let's roll right into it. Marketing and selling your cattle. Uh, this is a, a subject that is pretty popular. It needs to be pretty popular. Uh, we had a question on Facebook a few weeks ago, and what they pretty much were asking was, "How do I get in a production sale? Do I have to start my own, or?" can I get in something? And, uh, I I think the answer to that is a lot of folks start their own. I think a lot of production sales are going to be sort of closed. Um, but if you get into the right ones and you, and you find the right ones, you buy from those people, sometimes they will let you back in there. Yeah. That's, uh, you're starting to see more of that. Uh, I think that in the past, maybe, uh, you know, if you kind of, kind of one of those deals, you, if you get in, get in close to some guys that are in production sales, uh, and you buy some of their product, and some sometimes they're going to let you uh, bring that product back, which is which is cool. I mean, that's that's a good way to market your cattle because you kind of can, I wouldn't say ride the coattails, but you've already got something established there, an established market to get back into. So if if you like their cattle or, and uh, they they're going to help your program and that gives you an opportunity to to can sign back in there to to their production sale i think uh that would definitely be something to, to look at uh, but like i said those are are certain ones and and uh, but for the most part of production sale is typically a producer and and they're selling their product and off their farm and and, and a lot of production sales have been long running you know especially the, the the most consistent ones. Right, right. And, you know, you could get with three or four breeders if you wanted to and establish your own production sale. If if you market it and you, you have the right cattle, you have the right customers mm-hmm. uh, to, to do so, you absolutely can do your own also. And, and, but, uh, and not to discourage anybody, but, but there are a lot, there's a lot that goes into production sale as far as cost and and like you know back to the marketing, the advertising, uh, getting everything set up with a probably a sales manager and and a facility and and trucking and and all of that and there's there's a lot to it. Uh, so there's a lot of cost. So it, typically there's going to have to be a certain amount of cattle to be in that production sale to make it cost cost. Uh, it could be cost prohibitive if you only have a few heads. So uh, that is part, that kind of comes back to how big is your farm? You know, how many cattle do you have and how much you can market every year and, and maybe your friends that you're thinking about doing that with, you know, uh, most sales, you know, most sales, if you look at them, there's typically at least 50 lots. So, I mean, that's kind of, I don't, I've never done a production sale, but I'm assuming that's probably, kind of that magic number to to get in there and have enough cattle to pay for the commissions and the and all that extra that goes with it 
Yeah, I don't see. I, I think it would be hard to have it if it's much under 50, uh, personally. Um, live lots, that is. And then you can have your semen and your embryos if you wanted to after that. But let's, let's roll into our uh, – that kind of rolls us into our next question here. What is the difference between a consignment and a production sale, for those that don't know? Well, uh, as we kind of described what a production sale is, typically a – a farm or a small group of farms that's gotten together and they do have an annual sale, but a consignment sale is typically uh, open to the public, but you may have to have a membership such as like a easiest example would be a BBU satellite type sale. And they may, certain satellites may have one or multiple sales a year. You pay, you pay your membership fee as part of the group and then you're eligible to, to consign to that sale. Uh, there are probably guidelines. Uh, all satellites and sales are different, so you'd probably have to, you know, really look into what the rules are. You know, some of them may require you to have a scan data on that, or you have to breed the animal, or there may not be any tip, any rules at all other than that you're, that you're a member. So look into that. That's probably the easiest way to get started taking animals to sales of some type is the, the consignment sales well and it's just like you said it's just a lot easier to uh to do those especially when you're just starting out um or if you're smaller or just getting started in the selling um i'm going to take seba for instance uh the southeast beef master beer association since we are both there um you know, we have Miss Beefmaster America now, so there are guidelines there um, for what they can be to enter them. And then pretty much they get judged. Um, if you want to enter them as an entry fee, they get judged and sold the way that they were judged. Um, but we also have just a regular consignment portion of that sale, too, uh, that anybody can, you know, put their stuff in there if they don't want to do the futurity. And it's always welcome. I, I really like the way that we've started doing that. Yeah, typically the with those satellite sales, they're going to have a, a sales manager, and you're going to pay a fee to to consign that animal as far as a catalog fee, and and they will do a screening fee. They may screen the animals, and and that's a that's a good thing because they may be something that they know that your animal may not sell as well as you would like to, and they tell you that up front um, and which anytime you have an auction you're up to doing great or busting you know so but as far as screening screening they they may tell you that animal may not fit that sale or, or something like that too which gives you a good heads up beforehand or they may say oh that's gonna work great you know so so that they typically go through that uh, screening process as well and, and there's satellites all over, and I'm pretty sure, I, I can look and be sure, but I'm pretty sure all of, pretty much all the satellites have a sale every year. Uh, you can go on the BB website and go to sales and events, and that's where all the sales will be listed. Um, so if there's one near you or um, if there's one you would like to get into, always look them up that way. Yeah, that would definitely be a good way to screen through there. And I if I'm, just not, I'm not mistaken, even the maybe the cowmen or even on the website, they've got a list of the, some of the officers or at least the presidents that you can get a hold of and 
or the secretaries and get a, a membership form and, and get started that way. And, and, but the best thing to do is just, if you're, if you're new and looking to try to get into one, just, just go to the, get on that calendar, screen through there, find some that's close to you and start going to the sales and meeting people. Contact them. Cause just like we said in the very first episode, people's always willing to help you. You just gotta, you just gotta be willing to talk to them. Uh, and really when you get started marketing your animals, uh, a satellite type sale or consignment sale is the best way to get your, get yourself out there as far as seeing live animals and, and, and what you have to offer. Uh, there's one thing to put pictures online and, and things like that. But once you put your, put your animals out there in a place where there's, you know, possibly hundreds of people, uh, how, how much better advertising can you get if you show up with a top notch animal? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that kind of goes into the importance of getting a good picture and video. It is to me of the utmost importance that you get a good, at least, at least a good picture of the animal. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. There's, there's people out here that obviously will come to you and do it. Um, but that is a very, very important part of marketing these animals in the way that they should be marketed because you may have a top-notch female or top-notch bull and the picture doesn't do it justice well that a lot of times that may hurt um the sale of them especially if they're bidding online and that's all they can see um so to me it is very 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 important to get a good picture and video yeah i i agree Especially this day and age where every sale pretty much is online now, say DV auction or whatever it is. And and uh, a bad picture of a good animal will ruin you pretty quick. Because uh, if you're scanning, and I'm sure everybody's, just from my experience, if I'm scanning through a sale video or uh, pictures of the sale, if I see something I don't like, there's a good chance I'm probably just scanning past it and not coming back, you know, and, uh, when it comes to these satellite sales and consignment sales, you're, you're competing against probably 30 other breeders or, or let's say 50 lots. You're, if you've got one lot, you've got 49 other lots that you're competing against. And for you to get noticed, you're going to have to stand out above the pack. And, uh, the, the best way to get put at the bottom is, is that especially if they're online looking and they see a bad picture, the, it's hard to get over that if you're a buyer because you're like, oh, I, I just don't look good. And then, you know, unless you go there in person and, and see them, you, you may not even think twice about even putting a bid in on that animal. That's right. That's right. There's There's been times that I've done the same thing. I've, I've kind of scrolled on by, and I know that there's at least one time that I scrolled by one and it ended up being a really good female that I probably could have put in my herd. But I didn't know. I didn't know anyone there uh, that I could call. That I really, um, I just you know just didn't know. And um, someone else got her. I'm pretty sure it was someone that was there that could see her. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very important. I mean, you've you've done that for me, Jared. When I was not able to go to a sale, and you, if you can find somebody you really really trust and they they know what you like and they know what you dislike, they can tell you what that animal is a lot of times, but it's still hard 
if you're not looking at a really good video or picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. And and uh but like I said it you know, a bad a bad picture will, will send you to the bottom pretty quick and you may have one of the best animals there, but if you only got people bidding on that animal that's at the, the sale and I'm wrong, that they could be the top seller, but if you want to present them in a way for everybody that that that's a important piece of the puzzle i think these days is that online that online presence when there's other folks bidding on there yeah because let's face it i mean you know me and you've been at the same sales uh last year a couple of times and you know you and i had talked about how little people were there but then when sale day came they got to tell them how many people were on dv auction and it was unreal and it makes a big difference in the sale too Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that kind of takes us into, you know, adverts. We're still advertising here. Advertise everywhere you can advertise. If you're in a consignment sale, advertise that lot on Facebook. That is free advertising. They're, they're not going to charge you a penny to go on there because I, I get that sometimes you have to pay folks to get a good picture or a video or place an ad somewhere. So it's all relative to the end game as far as money goes um but i mean facebook is a great tool to use oh yeah it's great uh, i'm definitely not an expert at using social media but uh it's helped me in the past it's a good way to connect to people especially uh other beef master breeders that may be looking for cattle to buy or to or you maybe find something to buy on that, that way. Uh, it's a good network. And uh, I definitely encourage folks to, to at least make a page and uh, start putting some animals on there and what, whether you're selling them or, or just wanting to, to show what you got. It's a good way to get people interested in the farm. Uh, and like Josh says, it's, it doesn't cost anything other than your time. Uh, but then it goes back to definitely, uh, be cognizant of what you're putting on there because like we just said, if you put a bunch of bad pictures on there, that, that could turn people the other way. So it could be a double-edged sword, but I think there's more benefits than there are uh, negative things about it because you get a lot of more networking on there. And, and just like with this this uh, podcast we're doing, you know, we've put a lot of it on Facebook. Most likely you're listening to it through Facebook or however you've seen the post and and uh it's a quick way to get an audience you know for for obviously no money so i mean i mean there there are there are ways you, you can spend money on advertising on there and reach more people i mean but like i said and i've done that before when i've sold something uh you know you might spend 20 bucks on a and it may get you so many people to that it reaches and and that may boost boost your uh you're advertising for, for, for a pretty small amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it, to me, one of, and I'm, you tell me if you disagree, Jared, but I think one of the biggest dangers to selling your animal as far as not getting enough money is misrepresentation of your animal. And like we've been talking about pictures and videos. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, I kind of want to go back to our satellites here. I know we already talked about them, but I kind of want to go back to them and sort of the importance of staying active in those. I know 
I know it fluctuates up and down, and this is where kind of production sales has took off in probably the last few years at least. Um, so you're not seeing maybe quite as many um, consignment animals at those. We, when we redone our sale at SEBA, we really seen a huge jump last year. Um, and it's, it's all about staying active in those satellites, no matter where you're at across the United States. The best way, that's and, and like Jared said, that's one of the best ways, especially if you don't have a production sale, to get an animal sold and to get your name out there. So always stay active. Stay, keep sharing that to new people. A lot of people don't know. When I first started, me and my follow we didn't have a clue about any satellites. Um, we got something in the mail from SEBA, and I didn't have a clue what it was. I sort of dismissed it. Uh, I talked to my buddy Neil, and he let me know that it was a very good uh, satellite to join. Um, so I've been staying active with it, uh, trying to, you know, always want to grow. We always want to grow no matter, no matter what, what you're in staying active in your satellites will really help that. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point. And really going back to you saying, that's the, one of the best, that's one of the best avenues a small breeder has to get his name out there as far as animals in front of people. And, we don't need to let these satellites die, especially these small breeders, you know, like ourselves, you know, may have 10, 20 head or even less than that, but that's, that's a good way for the small breeders to, to have a place to advertise their best animals and attract more buyers off, to buy off the farm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a good place. Like you said, to start, uh, it'll get your name out there. It'll show people what you got. And don't, and don't just bring anything, you know, bring, especially when you're first starting, bring some of the best ones. Like, like yeah. I said, in the last episode, you, you kind of want it to hurt your heart just a little bit before to know you're selling the right one. Yeah. And you gotta, I mean, that's, that's the thing is this is, uh, when you go to that sale and you bring your animal there, this is, this is what you're wanting your, to represent your farm. You know, that heifer or that red heifer or bull or whatever you're selling, when people see that, they're thinking this is what the kind of animals this guy has at home. And if they can't get them bought that day, they may say, hey, we'll ask you, what do you have any more or, or what do you have coming up? And that's a great way to lead into getting people on your farm. And yeah. speaking of that, I kind of wanted to, you know, something we – don't really just dis- have it discussed and a lot of people don't discuss as far as getting an animal ready to sell is a very important part of this uh all the way down to your your feed them before they get there uh take the extra time to clip them up if you can and you know get that hair slicked off and and even give them up you know wash them off in the sheet before you load them up take them in there and, and make that animal as presentable and a way for it to stand out. Uh, I think that's the best way to to go that extra mile. And when those folks are walking down that aisle and looking through those pens, they see yours and it's been clipped up and prettied up, you know, and you, know, you cut the tail off and, and hair off and the, clean under the underline there and clip around the head and, and all that. And you've had it on a good freedom program, not just the last – two weeks or a month you've you know you've got them slicked up and a little extra fat on them and and let's all face it the 
a fatter animal typically sells better than one that's very thin. So, um, so get a good feeding program on there, and I think you'll be be more successful going the extra mile and and getting them uh, shaped up real nice. Yeah, I agree. And and like I said, it all goes back to, um, you know, everything's going to cost. It's just you have to find the best cost-effective way to do everything. As far as getting them clipped up and getting them ready, it doesn't take anything but your time. Um, and that's something that we haven't started selling yet because we're still building. So that's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for me is clipping animals when uh, when we start selling. So, But I think that goes back, too, to – what we were talking about earlier with videos that kind of goes back to you don't want to misrepresent your animals so all like jared said always 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 take that extra time to clip them um walk around them in there i've seen a lot of people a lot of consigners at consignments and production sales that they'll walk around their animal in there and if anything even if they're not meaning to they're showing the disposition of it right there and a lot of people take notice i can tell you i take notice of that yeah that's another good point you know having those those animals kind of ready to be in front of a lot of people and and typically a, a good disposition animal is not going to have a problem with that uh but if you're on a rather large acreage and and you're going to bring them straight into the sale they may have some trouble settling down. Uh, one good piece of advice, I think, is, you know, you're going to go through that extra step of clamping them and cleaning them up anyways. So, you know, go ahead. If, you, if you've got a place you're going to keep them up, you know, go ahead. Maybe stick a little radio in there or something for a few days before you take them. That way you get used to a little extra noise and and things like that, because, uh, which that may, that may help them adjust when they get to in a crowd like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think it is a big deal to a lot of people. Um, I have an, a wife and an 11 month old at home, so I won't not, then they like to go out and see the cows and feed with us and do all this. And I don't want to have to be worried about them in the pasture with something. So that is one of the, the very first things other than, um, the normal phenotype EPD carcass data kind of stuff that, that I'm going to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, always, you know, always reach out to experienced breeders if, uh, if, you know, they may have their own sales. Uh, if you're unsure about what you're consigning and you don't know, reach out to a sale manager, reach out to an experienced breeder, like I said, because I promise you, they will let you know, they will help you. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're great advice. They'll have, they'll give you great advice on that. There's, that's one thing I like about this breed is there's a lot of folks that are willing to help the newer breeders and, and even the ones that are experienced helping each other. Uh, and before we kind of close this thing, I, you know, none of this really matters without having some type of marketing plan. Uh, all these that things that we've talked about, you know, will fit in that plan. But before you start marketing your animals, you've got to have a plan. We're, we're, are you selling them at? And I think you need to have this all to kind of a good idea, all this together before you're purchasing, purchasing animals and getting into the business. Cause it's hard to go from one or the other. Cause it's such a long-term type thing. So before, before you really jump in there deep, if you're a new breeder, I would 
I'd be visiting these satellites or wherever you think you're you're wanting to fit in at. Uh, definitely get it that going first. Yeah, you've absolutely got to have a path and and stick to that path. And one thing that I wanted to say in one of the last episodes, and I didn't get around to it, is just remember always you can't be everything to everyone. That's a surefire way to fail because now you don't want to single trait select, don't get me wrong, but you you can't all the time be everything to everyone. So don't if if yours is maybe missing something here and there little, you know, maybe maybe don't worry as much about it as long as they have the whole package together. Yeah. That that's a good point, you know. Uh, it's gonna be hard to make an animal that everybody likes. Because every, it's everybody has their own opinion and their own likes and dislikes. So, you know, pick what you like, but it needs to be, if you're in it, if you're going to be in it for trying to be successful and being successful, you have to have revenue to probably more than, than your cost. If you're trying to do it uh, for a business, you definitely need to have this plan in place, but you know, you're not going, like Josh said, you ain't going to please everybody, but just have a plan in place. That's right. That's right. And once you have that plan in place, um, that's going to really help you stay your course. Like we said before, it's it because you've got a plan, you've got a direction, you know what animals you're going after, you're going to breed and you can just stay on that course. And that, and that's very important too, is just to always make sure. And I'll preach that probably on every other episode to stay your course. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that's about it for the night. Um, I think we covered everything. Um, have you got anything else, Jared? No, I think that's, uh, it, this is a very deep subject, so I'm sure I've left out plenty of stuff, but, uh, I think we covered the high points and, and hopefully we'll get some feedback uh, from some folks that maybe we could dive in a little deeper on certain things. Yeah, absolutely. And and folks, don't hesitate. If if you've got questions or we missed something, um, or even if you've got another opinion about something, don't hesitate to tell us because we'll we'll talk about it and uh, talk about other people's opinions on here. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not scared look, to. We're looking to get guests as well here soon. Uh starting to reach out for folks so if you're interested in being on the podcast you need to let us know especially if you got a sale coming up or if you just want to talk about your kind your kind of cattle yeah that's right and i would love to hear from some of you folks about what what y'all are raising what your pedigrees are what your goals are the history behind what you've been doing i would absolutely love to hear from whoever wants to talk about it because that's um pretty awesome we, we everybody's got different goals and different ways of doing things but at the end of the day us as breeders we're all trying to get to that same that same spot we're trying to make a, the best beef master for our end user that's right we're all in this together so um we will uh see you on the next episode uh like i say don't hesitate to um give questions uh comments suggestions Uh, We're going to try to line up some guests maybe for the next episode or two. Uh, So that should be fun. Um, We'll see how that goes. And um, I think that's all for the night. All right. We'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Thank you.